I'm still really curious why she's in a play about Gainesville. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 55 to nothing win over Vanderbilt. And we answer some bi-week questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. So, hey, this time, Vanderbilt made us look like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> it went exactly like we were, like we thought. Uh, it did. I think. I think the. Although I think that the. You know, we we did not cover before halftime. We true, true. We are pretty <laughs> dang close. <laughs> um. What? Uh. I know we didn't actually talk a whole lot on Saturday. So I think you were, were you you're around town for soccer pretty much all day or. So I actually had a super secret, uh, I didn't even tell you about it, but I had a super secret plan for my wife's birthday thing. So I did, in case she listened and in case Carter listened, I didn't want him to know. That's amazing. Because he would spill the beans. <laughs> uh, for sure. Like that's uh, the thing. That's the thing. Sorry, Carter. <laughs> but we don't, we don't tell Carter important big events because he will find some way to either like is it time to do the thing? Is it time to do the thing? <laughs> and then, uh, or he'll just like literally just be like, right, like just staring. He'll just stare at you and like just giggle and nothing, nothing. You know, right until you, my wife would be like, "Why? What's your what's your deal?" Okay, okay, nice. Uh, so I had a I had a surprise party for my wife that I planned for. I did a little DIY. Um, did a little DIY. Um, uh, what do you call it? Edible arrangement situation with my okay. daughter. And, nice. um, yeah. So I was running around shopping for things cause you know, I feel like my wife would have asked a lot of questions had she seen a, a fridge full of fruit. Mm, yes. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, cho- and chocolates, chocolate dipped strawberries and chocolate dipped pretzels, all that stuff. And so, uh, she had said she wanted her, her brother and, uh, my sister-in-law to come over and so invited them all over and we did a little you know everybody jumps out and surprises and all that kind of stuff so nice. i actually did that for a huge chunk of the day and to be perfectly transparent it took a lot longer than i anticipated to do the diy uh edible arrangement there's a reason that they charge like almost 200 dollars for like a large a large <laughs> arrangement for those things right 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 <laughs> That's really it cool. Was, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, she appreciated it. It was, it was a family affair to to make it, and she was quite, quite possibly the most scared I've ever seen her when we all jumped out. Uh, <laughs> so you got her. That's good. Yeah, that's good because that doesn't always happen. So, but no. when it when, when it works though, it is pretty cool. No, it helped that she was at a at a at a girls a girls day out. Um, so she came back um, feeling good. Okay, nice, nice. That's good. That's good. And it's almost like the I don't know. I mean, it's like not far from charcuterie, so it's pretty close to the adult lunchables. Kind of right. 
We had uh, white chicken chili, which was Carter's favorite. Mm. Also, my wife liked it. It was okay. good. Okay, nice. Nice, man. That's awesome. That that, that explains things. Make, making things make sense. Yes. Uh, um, I was probably quiet on the text there during the I was, game. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, John's kind of quiet. That's okay. I, I, I thought you were just a talker. Um, I know I like... Uh, what did I do? I ended up smoking wings again. Mm. And like, cause we did that, we just had to do that for dinner. But so I was like smoking them, like trying to have them like cooked before kickoff and everything cut off like right to kickoff. So the very, like the first drive was very frantic to me. Cause I like had the iPad over at my like big green egg watching there at the beginning. So, but anyways, it was all good. So nice. I did that, that in the bean dip, you know, Pondo Sam's bean dip trademark. Um, so basically had that for dinner and then just kind of sat around and continued to watch college football and then actually watched a little bit, a little bit of baseball. Um, I I guess we could get over that. Yeah. So I I, I wish I hadn't watched any baseball. Yeah. I did the multi TV setup. So I had like Georgia Vanderbilt on the primary TV and then I had Alabama, Tennessee, and then I had the Braves on, you know, until they were done. Um, which it was pretty funny to me, like watching, having Georgia, Vanderbilt and Alabama, Tennessee. So like the, the difference between the timing of an SEC network game and the CBS game was like, it's so glaring to have them both on at the same time. Like you always know, I mean, the CBS games are long and like, we know this, but like, oh, yeah. quarter by, but, by, but by having them both at the same time, like quarter by quarter, it was insane. Like how much further into the Georgia game was than the Bama game. Um, I guess I should say the Tennessee game. Uh, but like, it was, it was, that was crazy to me, uh, to just kind of watch that. So at any rate, um, we're doing this a day later than usual, I guess, kind of, Correct. Yes. um, so don't always have the bourbons for the, the review episodes, but we do tonight. So what, what we do tonight, what do you have there? I have the, you, you, you piqued my interest, uh, and then maybe oh. th- there's probably some folks that are gonna gonna yell at me for it, but I've got the Chattanooga whiskey. I- I'm I'm breaking out the Tennessee. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> the players the players may be chastised, and you know will absolutely get reamed for looking ahead to Tennessee. I, as a fan, have no impact on the team's performance in that regard. <laughs> okay. I am fully I'm fully focused on both teams, and I will okay. hate both teams for the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Which uh, which Chattanooga whiskey do you have? Yeah, I've got Chattanooga whiskey, the Scotch cask. So, oh, wow. it's a it's a four year a four year bourbon that's been uh, aged at least three months in um, uh, Islay Islay Scotch Scotch barrels. So, it is actually a uh, the more most recent version. John, if you've got another update, let me know. But. It's the most recent version of bourbon that John has uh, clued me in on because he and I both have a, a natural affinity for mm. smokier, smokier bourbons, which is kind of hard to find okay. um, just because of how they're made and stuff. So, you know, peated whiskeys and, um, you know, scotch is very peaty, um, malty. Um, okay. Don't if you're looking for one, you can't. You probably can't find these anymore because it was a limited series. But um, John was nice enough to clue me in on one, and I grabbed one when they came out. But um, there's a 
there's a bourbon that um, ASW, um, American Spirit Whiskey in, in Atlanta makes that's called Duality, which is kind of similar to this. And that's actually something you could probably still get. So if you find one, that's a that's the type of whiskey John and I like like to find is that smoky bourbon. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. I just I just went with Buffalo Trace this evening, uh, actually, and I actually had because um, I was low, and so I I poured off the very last bit of my last bottle into my Infinity bottle actually earlier today. Excellent. Uh, before we started, and just opened up a new one. So this is the first pour of my my that's latest it. bottle. I tell you what, I haven't seen Buffalo Trace in quite some time. Yeah, I rarely see it. I just buy it when I do. So yeah, you know, and I got it. I got it. You know, to and from the Natty uh, when we stopped by the actual distillery, and then um, if I see it, I just grab it. So excellent. So, all right. So Vanderbilt. Um, like I said, you know, it, 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 it oh, went yeah. Like, oh yeah, we played football. We it's, not football. Week. It's, it's not by week yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yet. Um, I, so, you know, we have the general things that we look at like statistics wise. Did you look at the ESPN game cast? Did I look at the game cast? Oh, oh, um, no, I didn't actually. All right. You like to talk about the win, the win probability. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a horizontal line, Georgia, a hundred percent. It never moved. (laughs) (laughs) It never moved. That's, that's funny. That's not very often that that happens. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever seen that. I I don't look at that as closely as you do. Um, but I, I can't remember ever seeing that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, a game that's 55 to nothing, um, I mean, which which is crazy. Like, And it'll be interesting to watch them play the rest of the season. I mean, they, they put 21 points on o- Ole Miss, and, you know, Ole Miss is a top-10 team. So, Right, right. Yeah, I think I think they had 28, something like that, 21, 28, something like that. I mean, um, like, if you want to, like, nitpick, there, I mean, there were there were some plays that were there to be made, by Vanderbilt, but then they like kind of remind you that they're Vanderbilt, you know, like they had some open receivers, like they got open a couple of times, but they weren't able to connect. Um, and they're, I mean, their main guy, Shepard, I mean, he, he should have had a touchdown pass. Uh, sorry. I mean, a touchdown reception. He had, I think Ringo beat, I think he like jumped over Ringo or something like that down the sideline. And if he had come mm-hmm. up down with the ball, he would have run away and scored. Um, so, you know, there were a couple of things there that their offense could have done. But like I said, they kind of showed, us, they reminded us that they're still Vanderbilt, I guess. Yeah, um, for sure. Sorry, guys. But like, you know, I mean, so there was that. But then, I mean, on like our offensive side, it was good to see us come out like firing. You know, like we didn't yeah. have to sit there and wait for them to get going. They were just going from the start, which is kind of what we've been waiting to see for a while. Yeah, I would say that um, it was kind of one of those games that um, – I don't think, as I recall, I mean, I don't think there were any injuries in this game, but that's the, it was the kind of game that was like, that's what you want. You wanted your offense to finally start gelling for four quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to see some depth built. I kind of wish that um, that they had busted out um, that they had busted out Carson Beck a little earlier than they did. Um, yeah, I actually was thinking that during the game too. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like Stetson played longer than he probably should have. Um, anyway, um, but overall, I thought, I mean, yeah, bell to bell. Uh, it's great timing. It looked like that we finally figured out what to do with the offensive line and mm-hmm. you know how how to how to maximize their their efforts. 
uh, we said it before the game, like I had, <laughs> I had facetiously asked, like, don't you think you would have expected to see more Darnell Washington based <laughs> on the pre- preseason hype? And yep. the man was out there dominating <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, literally everything worked out great. I mean, Branson Robinson was getting more carries. Dejan Edwards was getting more carries. Like those are all things that we have said, hey, we need to see more of this. Mm-hmm. And Todd Monken was like, here you go, John. <laughs> right. Uh, so on, on your injury note, the only thing that comes to mind is Lad. But my understanding, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My understanding yeah. is that if the game was like he could have kept playing, um, it's just that the game was – no longer in any kind of doubt. So they, they saved him. So, so that's my that, understanding. There was that. And um, I, don't, I don't know if any of our listeners picked up on it or if you picked up on it when they were watching the game, but um, the Matt Stitchcomb called it out at, at least twice on, mm-hmm. on the, on the game talking about Stetson doing, doing this, like this, like shoulder rotating, like when your arm is, arm is yeah. sore. And we've, we talked about that before the game that seemed like it was, Kirby had kind of admitted that he had picked up a bit of a knock in um, in the Missouri game, and so you know he was he was working it out, man. Um, apparently, he felt pretty good, but I mean, uh, he was definitely he was definitely breaking the huddle, working working his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you, there's no hiding it. He was definitely not feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. It was, it's interesting though because like he looked better, <laughs> like you know, like accuracy wise or whatever. Like I don't remember like because he's been having these like kind of randomly off throws, and I don't I don't remember seeing any of those. Um, there was a couple. There was a couple. There was one that um, there was one that uh, that lad he kind of threw it. He kind of threw it off. Had had it hit him in stride, he would have been he would have been gone. Uh, Rosemary Jack Saint. There was one where he hit. Rosemary Jack Saint wide open over the middle. I think it was the third down pass. Mm. Um, he kind of threw a little bit off off of him. Had, had he caught it in stride, he would have been gone. I mean, these are you know we're talking about picking nits here. The biggest of which, like, and I mentioned, you know, I think that Stetson played a lot lot longer than he should have. Yeah, there was a there was a play late in the third, which was the absolute like if you, if you want to actually point to something in the game that it's like oh my gosh we need to fix that like now. Um, there was a there was a series um, where they got down to basically the goal line. It was like mm, uh, you yeah. know first and ten goal, you know first and first and ten from the ten yard line. Um, but uh, you know they they got to the line and the play took forever to come in. And I think that Stetson was like was kind of yelling at the line at the, mm-hmm. the sideline like let's get the play, let's go. And then he kind of gets it. And I don't know if he looked confused or if at that point Branson Robinson was in the game, so maybe his youth. It looked like Branson was switching around a good bit. And it just took too long. And then they had a – I think they had a false start penalty or something like that. Um, I, I was like yelling in my at the screen. I was like, we have three timeouts. We're, we're winning like 40-something to nothing. Like <laughs> – please just call a timeout and just figure it out. And I was like, just call timeout, just call timeout. Yeah. And they didn't call a timeout. The next, the next, the next uh, play ended up being a loss, a, a run for a loss. And that put us in a third and long situation. And we decided to drop Stetson back to pass 
Um, and it was a long developing pass play, clearly, because they had good coverage or whatever, but Setson mm. had to roll roll out and run for his life. And like instead of throwing the ball away or or diving or just flat out just running out of bounds, for some reason he decided to fight for another couple of extra yards and got absolutely rocked. Yeah, he took a big hit. I remember that. Yeah, I knew where you were going. Yeah, like that series, that that whole amalgamation of just absolute like good lord, what are we doing here? Let's late in the game up so much and our starters in like what are we doing? <laughs> and I think that was his last drive, I think. It, I could it be should wrong. Have been. It should I'm, pretty have been. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was. So like yeah, that was uh, that whole drive I do remember thinking like why is he still in the game exactly? <laughs> So yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's my that's that's my only my only. Yeah, like throw it away, dude. Throw it away. Run it. Run it. You, you got five yards. You never. You're not going to get anywhere close to the first down. Like yeah. And he just got clocked, and I'm pretty sure he landed on his throwing arm too, which is what like they kept showing the replay over and over again. I was like, oh my god, that's his shoulder. <laughs> oh, <God." laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was less than ideal. Um, yeah. But yeah, Cash Jones got himself a touchdown too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that yeah, Cash Jones touchdown, um, and then like the two like really good feel feel good moments, even more so with Don Blaylock getting a touchdown and Avery Gilbert getting a touchdown, um, and it, it sounds like the the sideline like erupted when Avery scored. So that's yes, pretty cool. That was really cool to see was, was a reek. And a, another cool moment, like feel good moment was everybody celebrating Carson back when he threw the touchdown. Yeah. Um, which by the way, dude, buddy looked on the money. He looked good. He did. I think that's the, that, I mean, that's the best he's looked, right? If cash, if cash catches the drop ball, I think he's a perfect, mm. I mean, have oh, yeah. He jumped in. He jumped into the. He jumped into the game, and like within a couple of minutes, was already at almost a hundred yards passing and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He looked good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was like, wasn't he like seven for seven? Like started out, I think, and then he was like seven of eight, but for because of a drop, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you got the stats up, I think, but I figured, yeah, it was like, yeah, he was eight, eight, eight of eleven for the game, yeah. um, first time in there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot. Like you said, you know, there's not a lot, not a lot to complain about. Um, you know, I mean, st- I think, like I said, I, I think starting fast from the get go was awesome. Stetson, uh, let's see, he didn't have a, he didn't have, did he have a rushing touchdown? He didn't have a rushing touchdown, right? So, so he didn't hit that. But um, you know, the, the two fifty, <laughs> the two fifty yards passing with a rushing touchdown. Um, but, yes, but he had two passing touchdowns. Um, so that was, that was nice to see. Yep. Um, he looked, he looked pretty good for the most part. Um, Dejan Edwards was the, the big, the big gainer for, for the running game. I thought that that was good. Um, it's interesting, like how many rushing yards we had as a team, but how few each individual had. Right. So, cause Edwards was a leading rusher with 49 yards. I mean that's that's kind of how I feel about the the passing game too. I mean, we yeah, that's true. Almost four hundred yards, almost four hundred yards receiving, and not a single one of them had over a hundred yards. <laughs> true, true, true. With Darnell Washington leading the way with seventy eight. So yeah, seriously. Yeah, the the one play I know like we're talking about like something Stinchcomb said, and I don't remember if this this was Stinchcomb or the or the play by play guy, but like. Like when they, I think it was a play-by-play guy. He, uh, Taylor Zarzer, infamous now infamous uh, Taylor Zarzer, 
said that it, like it looks like Darnell was playing with the youth football. <laughs> that was good. that's funny that was good. and Dylan Bell had a long had a long pass play callback he probably he, if, had that had mm-hmm. we not been penalized yeah. on that he would have been our 100 yard receiver well no that was the um it was that he was down that was where like you oh, know, right. it wasn't his, a penalty. Yeah, his elbow was down. was down which I thought was kind of weird like I agree he was probably down but I didn't feel like the replay showed it like to me like I felt like logically it made sense that he that his elbow was down but I didn't feel like the angles that they showed on TV really showed it, even though I don't disagree with it. Um, but and I know I've seen some people talking about, uh, I, I, we saw it on the dog central, like on the, on the forum about like the, the, the quality or lack thereof with these SEC network broadcast games, like that play, like, you know, the announcers are talking about how bell is like off to the races and like, they were like sh- showing sits and Bennett, like the, the camera was not like with him at all. And it happened a few times where the camera like lost the ball in the game. It was kind of weird. Well, you had that, and there was like several long minutes of nothing but like natural audio from the game. There was mm. there were several several instances where there was just no audio from the announcers, which <laughs> you know is not necessarily a bad thing. But I was like, this is right. dead. This is like way more than it should be dead air. Interesting. I think something was wrong. The other thing right. that, at least on my broadcast. There was like little, like multiple, multiple points. I was like, "Is there something wrong with my TV?" But it was like a broadcast. <laughs> like the, mm. like it was like there were missing pixels in the broadcast on. Oh really? On my end, yeah. Interesting. I didn't notice it, but that doesn't mean anything. I could have yeah. missed it. It's probably, com- it's probably Comcast. <laughs> YouTube, anyway. YouTube TV. I didn't seem to have, didn't seem to have the issues. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Um, I don't know any anything else on anything else on this one. Mm. Did you learn anything from this game? We didn't have any punts, did we? We did have one. We, we had one punt, one. Okay. but it was a short one. It was like um, kind of like a pin them down punt. Like I think okay. it was a thirty-six yard punt, but I think that was intentional. Just making sure. Just making sure that um, Stetson still still likes Australians. Yeah. Oh, actually, one thing. So, you know, something you had called out in the preview that their kicker hadn't missed all year, and he missed in this game. He did miss. And and um, I believe that the the announcers also mentioned that uh, that he was probably – was it their punter? Yeah, there was the punter. They, they commented on the punter. Like, he, he did a really good job punting. That was another <laughs> interesting, interesting takeaway from the announcers. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I know uh, – we had some pretty good punt returns. That was mm-hmm. nice. So, um, mm-hmm. which got us to the over. Oh, let's wait. Actually, let's hit our let's let's recap our our, our picks. Actually, on this one, okay. um, I had to go through them all individually. But but you maintained your lead. We both were actually pretty much on fire. So like in this game, uh, you went seven and one, and I went six and two. So you you were able to extend your your uh, your lead uh, ever so slightly. What did I miss on? Uh, you missed on one of the offensive picks. Um, that was the only mm. one you got wrong. I can't remember which one it was. And then I got, I was three and zero on offense and defense, but I got both the other ones wrong. So, Cause I took under on special teams on, it was like 50 something punt return yards and we hit the over and I said the under. And then mm. the other one that I got wrong that you got right was the, uh, two and a half over under two and a half quarterbacks. 
playing the game. <laughs> so you got that right. I got that wrong. Which nice. shout out uh, 51 to 7 GTA. I don't know if you saw that tweet where he said that <laughs> when, when Vader <laughs> in his seat, he said over. Like he said it aloud. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kirby listens to the podcast and yeah. knew that he needed to hit the over on it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to help you out. So you're saying that Kirby tries to help you out with yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously. Obviously. Um I mean, so we're not we're not gonna do a, a sep a full separate, you know, like bi week episode, just FYI, but we do have something else that's coming out this week. Um so but we're going to do something completely, completely different, not bi-week related. So I guess, I mean, let me just ask you this, like, I don't know, like, like report card through this part of the season or whatever. I mean, like we're undefeated as we expected, but like, where are we? I guess, is there anything that's like, as far as where we're at, that is different than what you expected? Um, I expected there to be a lot more emphasis. Well, I guess I shouldn't say emphasis because, I'm really surprised at the lack of production from the tight ends, even though they're they're like our leading receivers, but like it just feels like that they're not quite as involved as they like otherwise probably should be given the performance Mm -hmm. that we've seen from the wide receivers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I I think, um, I think that's fair. I I guess, but to your point, like I know you already caveated it, right? It isn't what like Brock's like first in yards. And I think Darnell's third. Um, Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. But like Darnell has really picked up as of late. Yeah, right. And I know you're like looking at a recency. We're re- yeah. we got recency bias. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, mm. I think for me, like, I mean, you know, whatever. We're I expected us to be undefeated, and we are. Um, I, I think. Um, I think like I, I knew, like Starks. Like we we knew Starks was going to be good, but he's still like holy cow. I mean, like. He just came out of the gate and is like the, you know, I mean, snap count, everything just plays so much. Um, so that's, that's, that's been really cool. Um, he's lighting, he's lighting the proverbial world on fire. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So I don't know. That's been good. I don't know. I, I, I guess um, I was kind of questioning like with the offense, I, I was questioning the whole, like, this is going to be an offensive team. Etc. And that's kind of played out how maybe I was questioning it to be somewhat, but um, I, I I think I think I'm pleasantly surprised with the defense. I think the defense has exceeded my expectations through, yeah. through seven games. So I I did not expect when I so after the game um, was it yesterday was it yesterday evening I had some downtime and I was like just super curious about some of the matchups and stuff and so tried not to look too far ahead. And so I looked at Florida, looked at, um, looked at Tennessee, just trying to see like where we're at from an offensive defensive standpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'd have told you before the season that to this point, we would be the number four team in total offense. Like, would you have thought that that was a surprise? Would you have been surprised by that? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I probably would have. Yeah, I would have too. Um, I expected us to be more high powered and, you know, high potency, high efficiency, all that kind of stuff. But like to be leading, you know, in the top five on in terms of total offense and to have Stetson Bennett basically flirting with the, you know, Heisman potential mm-hmm. um, for yeah. a good chunk a good chunk a good chunk of the season so far was was a big a bit of a surprise. 
Um, yeah. I'm super bummed. I'm super bummed and surprised that Jalen Carter hasn't had more of an impact on the defense. But I think that that actually, you know, sits in our favor with how we are structured from a defensive standpoint. Like we're still performing at a pretty elite level. Yeah. Um, we just gotta yeah. get him back healthy. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. I'd feel a lot better about some of these games coming up with um, with him healthy, uh, and that kind of goes for Ad Mitchell. Like I kind of expected. Mm. I think I had mentioned on a preseason that I was looking for him to have a breakout, you know, Devonte Smith type season. Yep. And unfortunately, he got hurt early on and hasn't really featured. You know, hasn't yep. really been a, been a factor in that number four ranked offense. That's um, true. It's true. Which is just crazy, man. Like we just have such an embarrassment of weapons on the on the offensive side. The other thing that would be is kind of weird is I didn't think that we would be um I didn't think it would take as long for us to figure out what we were dealing with on the offensive line. Yes. I would yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree. With that. Um good good progress over the last two weeks, but mm-hmm. and I think especially so much because like the first game was so amazing. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like we look so good right out of the bat. I, I, I do think that's, I think a lot of that is youth. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of new faces. Um, last year's team was all, was like powered by the guys coming back, the run it back, you know, the guys um, that came back for one more year. And that we, so like there's a, there has been a leadership void or there was a void left by those guys. Right. So still, I think there's probably still trying to find their way. Like they don't have those guys around anymore to be like, Hey, look, we got to focus, you know, even though it's a lesser opponent, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't, but I mean, they definitely look focused this week. Hopefully they learned their lesson from the Missouri game. (laughs) You know? Agreed. Um, Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to think, Um, I I guess like, so aside from that, I mean, outside of Georgia, as far as mid season, there's, there are still a lot of undefeated teams left. I know that's something we talked about last week. You were surprised at how many there are and there, there still are a bunch, but but there is one who is no longer there. Um, I figure we have to talk at least a little bit about Alabama, Tennessee. Did, so, with your goings on, were you watch? Were you watching that game as much? The Alabama, the, Tennessee. The Alabama game. Um, yes. Okay. I watched a good chunk of it, um, and that's where you were talking about like how late the games were on on CBS. Right, because so, it went so much longer. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, oh wow, we're able to watch a lot of this. A lot, a lot of that was just due to the nature of how high power those offenses were and how true. little everybody wanted to play defense apparently. Um, yeah. I watched a good chunk of that, of that game. And let me tell you, man, I, I walked away a little more confident that we could play and hang with those guys because I just was just flabbergasted by how awful Bama's defense was in that game. Like yeah. everything, you want to talk about everything going wrong? Like they had like what seventeen flags or something like that. They're now mm. the most the most penalized team in the country, which is I I don't I don't even I don't even recognize that team, man. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, I mean, like I thought Tennessee was going to run away. I mean, I thought they were going to like run them out of the stadium in the first half, um, but then you know Bama comes roaring back. And then it's kind of weird. Like I think I texted my dad something along the lines of like that Alabama should have won the game, um, which they probably should have kind of, but like so much of it was so weird. Like, I mean, like Tennessee gave him that touchdown late, you know, with the zone read 
um, like muffed handoff that was for a touchdown for Alabama that happened. But then after that, like the end of the game was, I mean, you know, Jameer Gibbs catches that ball. I, I think he may have scored, honestly, like if not, it's a much more manageable field goal. Um, so I don't know. It was, it, it was kind of, it was a weird one. Like it was a wild game. <laughs> it was a wild game. I thought it was strange. The biggest thing, the biggest weirdness from that game that I can recall was that Alabama put the game. Well, I didn't say they put the game, but in very crucial situations, there was, I can't, I, th- I think they were both third downs, like huge third downs. And they tried <laughs> to throw the ball to Burton on, on one of them. And it looked like he, we joked that he ran the wrong route, but, <laughs> right. um, and then Jamar Gibbs, who, who came from Georgia tech, like they relied on these players that, you know, they mm. didn't actually recruit, Yeah, that's which true. was, which was weird in, in big moments. So I don't know, man, the whole thing was weird. I, oh, and the, like uncharacteristic, like it almost looked like a, a, a scene from like a Mark Rick game or something like that. I mean, I don't know if that's fair, but like, I don't know. I just, it's just, you just don't think that Alabama is going to basically clear out on a punt and then have some guy come in and, and try to pick it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. And then fumble and then muff it. Although yeah. I will say in my opinion, upon replay, they, he got, he got blocked in the back. Like, like, like a, a defender came in and like hit him before he had picked up the ball. Gotcha. And caused him to drop it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. See, I, I didn't. I. I know. Like, I know that happened, and I remember that, but I didn't. I didn't see that replay or, or notice that. So, in fairness, yeah. I didn't notice it live. It's something that okay. I saw in a replay today that someone ran super slow, slow mo, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, he got hit!" And that's why he fumbled it because because literally someone knocked into him and he fell into the ball basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, it definitely is oh, interesting. It was, coach, it was Coach 30. It was Coach 30. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone, someone showed it. Uh, apparently, yeah. I haven't seen Coach 30 today. Shoot. I need to go watch now, there's a Coach 30 on, on the Tennessee Alabama game. I'd say it's not, okay. it's not some of his best work. Yeah. I actually think, I think the same thing about the SEC shorts. I thought that they were going to be much more brutal with that one, but, um, I don't know. I have a feeling that, you know, because that guy is like an Alabama fan, so I think he took it easy on the, on his own team. Little little homerism going Coach on. Coach Thirty's an Alabama fan. No, no, no. I'm talking about SEC shorts. Oh, SEC that guy. Shorts. Sorry, I, I, just, I just got like really freaked out for a second. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yeah. No, so I feel great. like I feel like Coach Thirty is like a USC fan because he's in a lot of USC videos like right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he is. I know he's uh, orange. He's orange. You know what I haven't <laughs> seen yet, uh, which would probably be funny, is the. Uh, Who's the run the ball, run the ball guy? Uh, funny Maine. Funny Maine. Yeah, I wonder if, if Funny Maine's got a how Bama fans watch college. Oh, that's a good point. Like we'll take a, we'll a, take a look at that. <laughs> how, oh, yeah. how Alabama fans watch the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that, you know, as far as like kind of you know, this point of the season, I would there I, even last week I didn't think Tennessee was going to be Alabama. Uh, before the season, I certainly wouldn't would not have believed that. So that's definitely shocking. Uh, I was surprised, like you said, man, uncharacteristic stuff from Bama and Tennessee took advantage. Um, and like the fact that there's like Bama fans crying about officiating is kind of <laughs> glorious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did they have all of their wide receivers? I uh, I don't know. I know. I know, Tennessee, I know Tennessee didn't, but at any rate. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Um, you know, since we're on the topic, like, you know, Josh, you know, over at Dog Central, I know that they're going to have some stats that they're going to be putting out for, um, you know, as we approach these these upcoming games and stuff, you know, because he's tracking, he's tracking the, the net yards and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big proponent of the net yards per play just based off of something that the senator posted a few years ago about mm-hmm. like what it takes to be a truly elite team. Right. And it was it, it, we were asking I was asking it in the text thread like what what the updated stats were and he he provided it to me and um so in order to be a championship level team you have to be you have to your offense has to average over forty points a game. I think is what the the first measure is, and then the second measure is you need to at, you need to come out as a, a net yards per play of two point six or two point four or something like that um, okay. net yards per play or more. Okay. And with this last game, and then obviously you know there, it's going to change throughout the season. We had not been we had not been playing at that level. Um, but I, I think with this game, it kind of bumped us up into the solidly into that benchmark of of playing at the level that you need to play to be a championship team. Okay. Tennessee was like a push. I think they're at a zero, like they're basically zero net yards. Um, the only other team that is in our arena, so to speak, is mm-hmm. Ohio, Ohio State. And in fact, they're ahead of us. They're like 3.6 yards net yards per play. Georgia's like 2.6 or 2.8 or something like that. Um, yeah, I think I we're 2.8. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember what it, what it was, but we're, we're, ba- it's basically Georgia and Ohio state and then literally everyone else when it comes to net yards per play. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the S and P plus S and P plus, I think is also pretty positive uh, for both of those teams as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was looking, yeah, I know we were at, I was pulling back up. We were at 39 and a half points per game heading into Vanderbilt. So I would assume we're over it now. Right. Cool. Nice. Well, uh, that was a good weekend. And uh, I don't know that we homecoming, homecoming and took care of business. And uh, like I said, came out fast and made us, made us look good on our predictions. Um, Yeah, man. Homecoming and the dog central guys were, where you, the he, Graham got the last the last question in on, on Kirby's presser, so you know yeah. we got the dog, dog Central folks are are credentialed for this last game, which is awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Happy, happy to see that uh, stuff stuff has come come a long way in a very short time. And um, for those who didn't notice, yeah, Graham Graham was there. He was in the press box and uh, credentialed media. Uh, part of Doug Central, so that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, we didn't get to, we didn't get the breakdown on what the what the food was. Did you get the breakdown on that? I mean, <laughs> you need to ask him. <laughs> that's what Seth is always complaining about it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that's like a rite of passage. Uh, he definitely should have tweeted uh, complaining about the food. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. need, like, <laughs> we need to talk to him about that. Uh, <laughs> too good, too good. Um, well, before we move on, uh, I do just want to remind everyone that season three of My Guy to Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. 
uh, Oxytime is a custom watch company. And if you want to commemorate the dog's national championship in style, you've got to check out their Georgia national championship timepieces. Uh, John and I both have one and we're definitely loving them. Uh, like I said, they're like made in Switzerland, true Swiss watch, uh, self winding, you know, there's no battery, uh, you don't have to wind the watch. It, it winds itself as you walk. Um, so it's very cool. Something I've never had before. Um, and on top of that, you know, it's officially licensed by both university of Georgia and the college football playoff. So if you want to check it out, uh, go check them out at oxiatime.com. That's a X I a T I M E.com. And exclusively for our listeners, you can get 10% off these watches by using the code my got a podcast at checkout. Yeah. And get, uh, you, you get your engraving for FTMF since we're coming up on the Florida game. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, well with no, like I said, we're going to, we are, we do have something else, uh, come out this week, which I guess we can go ahead and say it. Everyone will know by the time they hear this, right? John, does that matter? I would think so. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell tell the people, Jim, they want to know. Okay. So I know, and we had already gotten some feedback on this and we have been planning this, but it had just been trying to get the schedules aligned, right? Because our next guest, you know, he lives across the pond, so it's not always easy for us to sync up time-wise with him. So we will have Chris, uh, AKA British Bulldog back. So we're going to talk to him. Uh, well, as far as for John and I tomorrow. Um, so we are going to basically do, uh, the newest installment of the, my God, a podcast stories series and just get Chris's full story about attending the Kent state game. So, um, that will be the second episode this week. Yes. Looking forward to it. And then we can, uh, commiserate on, on Manchester United as well. (laughs) Okay, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we did, you know, so we, we did go ahead. We went in and solicited listener questions um, since we're not doing a game preview. So these are our bi-week listener questions. Um, so we can run through this. Um, first up, we've got Trent Thacker. So uh, kind of on, on topic of what we were just talking about from Bama, Tennessee. So he said, uh, I was watching the live post-game coverage of Bama, Tennessee, and noticed they were playing Dixieland Delight in Nayland Stadium as the crowd celebrated on the field. We all know that Bama has a long history with that song. I thought it was a really nice troll job by Tennessee after finally beating the Tide. So here's my question. After Georgia beats the Vols by three touchdowns in a couple of weeks, whoa, hold on, Trent, hold on. Uh, should the Redcoats play Rocky Top? Feels like giving them a taste of their own medicine might be a good way to send some hilly- send the hillbillies home. Um, here's what I'll add. One thing I'll add there is, uh, I believe like that song is actually about Tennessee, I think. And like, I mean, it's by that song Dixieland delight is by the band Alabama, but I think it's kind of about Tennessee. Um, so I think like folks in Tennessee also love that yeah, song. So it's, it's, it's Tennessee, Tennessee byway. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a like, that is also kind of like, they also kind of consider it their song. Obviously Alabama considers it their song. Uh, I'll say this. I feel like that's a question for Nathan Lawrence um, or maybe Brett Belding, like on Redcoats playing Rocky Top. I don't see it happening. <laughs> no. So here's the, the other thing that uh, the other thing that's different in that scenario is that, you know, the band didn't play Dixieland Delight. They had it playing on the speakers. So right, I believe right. I would love to see us troll 
uh, Tennessee by blasting Rocky Top on, <laughs> on the speakers. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because we're civilized and we're not we're not complete mor- like morons like the Tennessee fans. And like literally they're on the field smoking cigars saying that this is the greatest day of their entire life. It's like, dude, you yeah. just beat Alabama in an SEC championship. Or it's not an SEC championship. Right. It's not a comfortable right. playoff. Like, congratulations, it's the first time you beat them in 15 tries previously. So, um, Yeah, they've been forever. Dude, like, seriously, like, wow. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think that's a good point too, right? Like, that's a lot of pent-up uh, losses, and we don't have that versus Tennessee. You know, no, we don't. Not anymore, you know, so um, so I would say probably not. I don't think, I don't, I, don't, I doubt we do anything. Now, I did, I did like it when, like, Jake Fromm, like, sang Rocky Top in the Tennessee uh, locker room yeah. or something like that. Like I, I like that, but I don't see the school like saying anything that's like somewhat sanctioned by the school happening for what it's worth. Yeah. No way. No way. No way that that's going to ever happen. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next up, uh, Brian Michellis. What are y'all's top three favorite, favorite bourbons and what are y'all's favorite way to consume them? And I love this. Thank you, Brian. He adds a clarification for you, John. He said, <laughs> and to clarify, I mean, how do y'all like to drink your bourbons, old fashioned, uh, bourbon and Coke, etc." So, yeah. um, so I, I mean, I like mine over ice actually is like the primary way for me. Do you, how yeah. much neat do you do? Do you do neat at all or just over ice? So my rule of thumb is, is that if it's a new bourbon for me, I will try it neat as a number one respect for the distillers and distillery. Just, just try because i do recognize that there are subtle changes in notes that happen when you do it over over a cube that said i personally do not like warm beverages that are that i don't feel like should be warm so i i just like lukewarm water is something that i just don't like drinking so okay i will always have ice in my water i'll always have ice in my bourbon unless it's a bourbon that i'm there's probably a handful of them out there, you know, like the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the pappy, the pappies of the world or whatever, where it's probably not a really good thing to, to put an ice cube in it, but there's not yeah. many, there's not many bourbons out there that I would not put an ice cube in. Okay. Especially, yeah. especially given the fact that if I've, if I've purchased it, if someone's gifted it to me and they asked me not to put a bourbon, uh, a cube in it, then mm. I might, I probably won't. Got it. Yeah. I, um, I definitely learned a lot. The, um, what is it called? Neat. There's a documentary that you turned me on to. It's called Neat, I think. It's, it's called Neat. Yeah. Yeah. And there's about, a there's a there's a, a piece in there where they're uh, at Buffalo Trace and actually like where the guy is is it was one of the things they do at the tastings there is like you try it neat first, which is no 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 water added, no no ice, just straight from the bottle. I mean poured into a glass, but um, but then he'll like add like a drop of water, and then taste it. Right. And then like, like, or like you take a sip of water and then taste it the way it changes your palate. It's pretty interesting. So definitely would recommend that. Um, I do like an old fashioned, but I, I, for, for the most part, I just drink it over ice for me mainly. Yeah. You're talking about Freddie at the, the famous Freddie at Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. So for, so, but for top three bourbons, do you have, do you have that or is, is yours fluid? Um, I would say that it's pretty consistent, man. Um, th- the Weller Weller Special Reserve Weller One Hundred and Seven are some of my favorite bourbons um, okay. in general. I would say that number three, you know, granted I haven't had everything. Like for example, I yeah. haven't had I haven't had the, the Weller Antique lineup, 
mm. at all other than some pappy but like the yeah so i haven't had everything and there's a number of bottles that i've yet to to get john i i, I complained to john and i've yet to see like old carter i've yet to see midwinter's night dram which just had a huge drop in georgia and i've completely struck out on okay um which if you have any midwinter's dram and you want to share please <laughs> let me know um hint, hint wink wink john um the uh but as, as far as like the third um and i don't know that's that's a tough one that's a tough one because there's just so many good bourbons out there mm. i was gonna say like if you can think while i while i ramble yeah i'll think i'll think for my so my although mine's relatively quick i don't know i guess mine is, i'm so new you know like so but for me i'm just thinking like what do i what do i reach and grab like the most frequently for myself so mm-hmm. um so it's Buffalo Trace. That's still my favorite. And it holds sentimental value for me too, since my dad and I had it with Nutter Brothers after the national championship. Uh, nice. So that's there. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Eagle Rare lately, actually. So that's kind of creeping up there. Um, and then yeah. for me, for like three, I mean, I don't know, there are, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of similar to you. Like there are several that I could put in there. Um, like there's a staples, like Makers 46 is one you turned me on to early. Um, yeah, Makers 46 is solid. You mentioned Weller. I love Weller, uh, the green mm-hmm. label. Which one is that? Uh, Special Reserve, right? I did, have one, I did have 107. Uh, shout out to Greg um, at uh, Auburn Game. That was the first time I had that. That was excellent. Um, or like or Old yeah, Elk. So I, I could put any of those in there uh, for number three for me. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to go with the, uh, the now famous French Oaked Makers 46 because I'm drinking that a lot. <laughs> The, 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 any anything makers 46 i feel like is is going to be a solid answer yeah i'd yeah. say that rather than like limit yourself to top three like i would say that weller and willow are 107 mm. are like go-to go-to bourbons for sure um yeah. I, I have ever since i started drinking bourbon i've always had a backup bottle of of special reserve Okay. So, and that will always be the case for me like i'll never not have a backup bottle of that yeah, it's um, hard for me to get, uh, but my dad got some for me recently. So, yeah. Um, so I would say that, like, for that number three spot, it's just whatever you, you know. You have your, a couple of your favorites, and then that third one is just like, for me, I would say that that's got to be it's got to be something like a Maker's Forty Six, um, uh, Four Roses, Small Batch Select. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the, you know, the the Old Forester. Old Forester 1910, Old Forester 1920. Yeah. Angel's Envy is, 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 is another good one. That is um, a really good one. Yeah. Like in my mind, like when I think of like, what are your favorite bourbons? It's like, what can you just go to the liquor store? And I, I granted, uh, I sympathize with you and, and, or I guess not sympathize, but like, I, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> with my ABC store. With your, with your ABC yeah. situation where you can't necessarily have that experience. But like, yeah. I can drive down to the liquor store right now. I can drop 30, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, you know, on the, t- on the high end or whatever. And I yeah. can get just about any fantastic bourbon that's just sitting on the shelf year round. Like, I don't have to ask for it or anything or play any games or yeah. anything like that. And I know it's going to be a fantastic pour. And that's kind of like. Yeah. Those those bourbons that I just mentioned are kind of in that vein. Nice. Nice. Cool. Cool. Uh let's see. Next up we got Chad Jarvis. Uh what are your plans for the bye week? Still watch college football or completely tune it out? 
Uh, I will say for me, sometimes it kind of depends on what's going on. So like we actually have a lot, uh, going on this weekend. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I mentioned last weekend was opening, opening weekend for Ella's play. Uh, it's week two, weekend number two this weekend. And then also Lily is in a play. So we're going to have visitors in town and it's going to be a bit hectic. So, so I'm not going to... You've traded soccer, soccer for the playbill, huh? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this weekend <laughs> we got Sister Act Junior, but Lily's in and then Ella is in. Ooh. You're in town, as I told you. Not you are in town. You're in town. The musical... If you never heard of it, I'd never heard of it either. I will say it's actually like hilarious. Um, I'm still, I'm still really curious why she's in a play about Gainesville. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, perfection. So I'll, I will still watch some college football though. I, I, I won't. I, I, I never really tune it out. But I, I won't be like on the couch all day like I usually am. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch some, um, just because. So Carter actually has to travel to Alabama this weekend, but my wife's mm. photography business, which, if anybody's interested in family or newborn photography, you can contact <laughs> Lindsay Powell Photography. Absolutely. Uh, technically not a sponsor, but <laughs> uh, shameless plug. Um, but yeah, so she's got a, a, a ton of sessions this weekend, so. Um, she's going to be wrapped up with that and I've got the girls and Carter actually is supposed to have a game in Alabama, but, um, I'm going to send him with one of his buddies from the team. So I'm not going to go. So I'm hoping that I'll have a little bit of opportunity to watch some of the game, um, for UCLA, Oregon, just because, uh, the better, the better that Oregon does, the better it looks for Georgia in terms of like that quality wins standpoint, yeah. Um, that's a 3.30 kickoff. And then you've got, uh, I think, was it Clemson? Yeah, Clemson, Clemson, and, is... Clemson and Syracuse is at noon. Um, uh-huh. That's that's two undefeateds. <laughs> Syracuse is yeah, still undefeated. So. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of those, like, are we really, what are we going to find out here? Like, is, yeah. are you still, are you still going to be asking the question? Well, are you still overrated? <laughs> right. Because, right. Because it's Syracuse and it's Clemson. Um because I feel like neither one of them have really played anybody. So, right. Anyway, yeah, you got uh, Bama, Mississippi State at night, yeah. and then uh, TCU. I know you don't like. I don't like. I know you don't like the Big Twelve schools, but TCU, Kansas State is another uh, ranked matchup. So, yeah. Te- Texas, Oklahoma is playing as well. Um, Oklahoma State. Sorry. Oh yeah, Oklahoma State. Sorry. Um, and then you got Mississippi, LSU. They're playing, so there's 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 yeah. lots of opportunities for some good good matchups. Um, might might uh, look over my shoulder and see what's going on with that Ohio State game. Still watch it for a little bit, but um, yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's that's me. I, I I won't be like as locked in as on a on a on a, a weekend where George's playing, but I I, I won't I won't compl- I will not completely tune it out um, for sure. Let's see, fifty-one to seven GTA. Uh, with this being an off week for the dogs, what's what is another game between two other schools you would like to attend one day? Um, and his was uh, Oregon at Washington. Um, mine actually also involves Washington, but it would be hard for me to ever actually go to this game. But I would I wouldn't mind going to an Apple Cup um, because so you know Kim's dad uh, went to Washington, so he's a Husky. And a lot of other folks from her family, um, or Washington State. So her cousin went to Washington, Washington State. Her uncle went to Washington State. So 
uh, I wouldn't mind seeing, mm-hmm. seeing one of those out there. Um, I've seen like, you know, uh, Washington, the Huskies, I've seen their stadium. Um, just when we've been out there visiting family and everything, it's a great, great setting. So, um, that, that's one that I'd like to see. Well, man, I don't know. Um, I, I will say that like, I've seen the pictures of this game. I think it was, uh, Logan, Logan went to BYU versus Utah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That looked like a really cool, that looked like a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, I would say Michigan, Ohio state is probably another one. I'd, I'd, I have I have I have a good buddy that's a Michigan fan. Shout out Brian Kingsbury. Um, he he was he and I are banter a good bit. He, you know he keeps me updated with um, what's going on with Michigan. He was very high on them this weekend. Um, gotcha. I would love to see the you know Ohio, I'd like to go with him to check out like the Ohio State Michigan in the Big House. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say another one that I would look to is maybe like a Notre Dame game, like a Notre Dame USC. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been to Notre Dame twice. Um, obviously for Georgia, but I went to Michigan State up there too. Um, it, it is a good place to watch a game. Yeah, yeah, I'd say those 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 would be up there for me. I have to think about anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you know, Army Navy is a is a would, would be a say, cool Army one. Navy might be one, but that'd like, be a cool one. Uh, the funny cool. thing, oh, it'd be better. It'd be better if they were ranked. You know what I mean? Like you'd have yeah. to. Yeah. Well, were... it was funny because my initial thoughts were all going towards like uh, like these neutral site games, which I know is like all the <laughs> the rage discussion about with with Georgia in the cocktail party. But like, you know, Red River Shootout, uh, Texas Oklahoma, that wouldn't be a bad one either. So, shout out to Josh Hancher. Um, he and I are very much in agreement on the Dog Central text thread about this. College football games should be played on campus. Well, well, I'm sure we'll have some debate about that next week. Um, or we could be like Mike Griffith today on 960 The Ref and just talk about it forever. It was like, <laughs> it was comical. So they, they have him on like every Monday. And um, <laughs> the way the conversation went, Logan was like, now they had talked about, you know, George Vanderbilt. And then Logan was like, so how about that, um, you know, Tennessee beating Alabama? And he was like, why is the cocktail party in Gainesville or, or in Jacksonville? Like it was so weird. It wasn't that big of a pivot, but like, like it had nothing to do with what they were trying to talk to him about. And he went on this like long diatribe about the cocktail party and it was very, it was interesting. So we know his thoughts. So, Hey, it's something for you that you and Mike Griffith agree on now, John. I, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. Wrong with that. Um, I, I think we're going to disappoint Fletcher Proctor on this one. So Fletcher Proctor said, since the football team is on a buy, I'm tuning in for the basketball preview. Mike White, the transfers, <laughs> I'm all ears. So, John, I know you're not going to know anything about about that. I, I do. Was, I know a little bit about Mike White. I know okay, a little bit about like, the, the transfers. I know a little bit of what's. I know a little bit about what's going on. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all 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 the UGA basketball fans. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited too. I I, I don't I I don't have anything like earth shattering. But what I'll say is this: like when I remember when uh, we played against Louisiana Tech in the NIT when Mike White was there before he went to Florida, and they absolutely destroyed us, like in Athens at Stegman, and they killed us. And I was like, man, like why don't we have? Why can't we play offense like those guys do? Um, and so I don't know, like he was like a really hot commodity then. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I liked the way they Louisiana tech played. So 
you know, say what you want about how everything went in Florida. I think they're, they're a different animal than us. So I'm, I'm excited from that standpoint. And then like, you know, I mean, yes, we got a bunch of transfers in, et cetera, but like, I'm excited about the transfers that transferred in last year that are still here. So, I mean, I think the biggest like job number one for Mike White was to get Cario Okendo to come back. And he did. So, um, that was huge. And then, uh, with Jalen Ingram, Jalen Ingram was like our best player, I think, last year. Uh, we, mm-hmm. By the end of the season, it was Cario Okendo. But until that point, before Jalen Ingram got hurt, like he was the best player. So getting him back uh, is going to be huge. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I I, I, I wish that I had gone to Stickmania, actually. <laughs> I know we already talked about that, but um, I'm definitely excited about the season. Good stuff. Love cool. it. Cool. So I, I doubt that was in-depth enough. So sorry, Fletcher. But... <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, I, I'm not all tuned in yet. I'll, I'll get. I'll get. I'll get ready soon. They are. They're playing at Wake Forest. I might. I might try to go to that game actually. So we'll take a look. All right, friend of the show, Tim Riley. How can we spend the bye week preparing for the Florida air assault? I mean, Red Rider AR-15 rushing attack in uh, the Tennessee passing game. Apparently, nobody from Alabama wanted to cover Hyatt in the Tennessee game. Dogs better be ready for Hyatt and Tillman. Can't focus all on Tennessee. Got to get through Florida. Um, I mean, agreed. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think the last part is what's key. I mean, I don't know. I mean, on the, with it being a bye week you think Kirby's going to do any, any thing with the team prepping for Tennessee or is it all Florida for two weeks? I, I mean, it would be coaching malpractice to not look ahead a little bit in the bye week Right. Yeah. I, I think at least yeah. get some high level. I don't think they're going to necessarily like be doing walkthroughs and installs and stuff like that. Right. But like, yeah, the coaches will probably be looking at things. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that yeah. coaches are probably dissecting a good bit about like, I, I think I told you guys, like there is a lot of, there's a lot of film out there, but I think that a lot of that's going to be, you know, them checking out and figuring out how they're going to defend Hyatt and who may be best suited for that. And, you know, looking at, you know, are we going to be playing? Um, who are we going to be playing at Star? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Those kinds of things. Right. Okay. Because our pass defense is going to be crucial in that game, so it would be yeah. coaching malpractice to not dedicate some some resources to that in the downtime. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. I like this one. Tim had a second question: Which player or players do we need back for ultimate success in the second half of the season? Uh, and he said, can we win with the available roster from the Vandy game? So I think we can, I think we get more room for error. Um, I'll pose it to you this way. I mean, cause like, I think the biggest ones right now are Jalen Carter and AD Mitchell, right? I'm going to, so I'm going to ask it to you this way, John, who's, if you could only bring one, if you could only guarantee you're going to get one of them back for the rest of the season, who do you pick? <sighs> For the rest of the season moving forward, like yeah. from today. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's here's my answer. I think that uh, – and the, we're talking about the rest of the regular season, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to clarify. The, I, actually, I, I'm the one that changed Tim's question, so I guess that's fair. Um, sure. Okay. So if we're talking regular season, cause I'd like to have everybody back if we, uh, when we hit the, well, hit the playoff. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you pick, I mean, do you agree though? Like uh, who do we need back? It's those two guys. Right? So my need back, my need back is, is AD Mitchell. Yeah. 
uh, for the specifically for the Tennessee game, and I think mm-hmm. that we could, I think that we could beat everybody. Um, I think we could beat everybody left on our schedule um, with the team that we lined up against. Uh, you know, against Vandy. Yeah. Um, I think that, like you said, that the margin of error, you know, yeah. gets bigger if if any of those guys are back. But for me. I really want A.D. Mitchell back for the Tennessee game because I have a feeling, and this is looking ahead to the Tennessee preview, but I have a feeling that that game is going to come down to Stetson Bennett like throwing mm. throwing the ball deep. Mm. Um, we may need to we may need to score points quickly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, the recipe for success for them in most of the games that I've seen has been. They jump on you early, and if they jump on us early, and if our offense stalls or whatever, like having having a, a deep threat like Ad Mitchell, um, you know, a solid wide receiver one position right. is going to come in is going to come in increasing use um, yep. in a game like that. Right, uh, I'd agree. I agree. I think that's fair. That's what that's that's what I would say too, um, especially for that for that game. But yeah, but to me, those are the, those are the two guys that we need back. Um, or would make the biggest impact. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, Jason Huggins. <laughs> so he said, "Well, we did not cover the thirty-eight by halftime against Vandy, but it didn't matter. I never went inside; <laughs> just kept the tailgate going and watched a little bit of Tennessee. <laughs> but hey, but he could hear. Like I said, he could hear. He could hear the Georgia game from his side. Yeah, you just you just just take a just lean over in your tailgate chair and oh yeah, uh, Stetson, Stetson threw another touchdown pass. We're good." Uh, so they, I, 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 I'm just, I'm just like that's just simply amazing because I love, <laughs> I, I love a good, I love a good tailgate, I love a good yeah. tailgate party, and I, you know, as you know, like I, you know, I went to the Oregon game, didn't go, um, not for wanting to go, but just couldn't get, couldn't figure out the ticket situation, but um, right, right, you know, just uh, if you can't, if you can't figure out, if you can't figure out or don't want to go, like why, why get up for the party when you got, <laughs> you got the, you're there, you got an atmosphere, you got all, all your, your, your goods to the left and you got your TV to the right and your right. people around, or people around you, music, you can potentially watch some other games, you know what I mean? So I, I think that's the best of both worlds. I love a good, a good tailgate party. So Jason, we welcome you to the parking lot. <laughs> amazing um he said my question for this week best time for a beach trip fall or summer and he said see y'all in hilton head island or st simon's island between now and the world's largest outdoor cocktail party go dogs um i know you always have your big beach trip in the fall for fall break so yeah i mean i was about to say i've, I've got a baked in answer on that one because we went for fall break um yeah, I would say number one, it's it's cooler. Uh, the 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 weather that we had in Florida was amazing. Now, uh, I'm torn on Hilton Head because I do love the atmosphere in Hilton Head, but the I feel like that the temperatures are always a little bit cooler out there. Like he's the just water. saying that he's going to be there between now and Florida and cocktail party. Hug Dog is telling us his travel plans. He's going to go. I'm reading this as he's going to Hilton Head, and he's going to St. Simons for the next two weeks. I love it. That's I love how I read it. that. I'm not sure if that was accurate. But that's know, how I read man. it. Let, let us know what time we need to be get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I would say the fall for sure. Like 
especially if we're talking about going down to Florida. Like, yeah, the, that weather that we had was was amazing. See, we don't get fall break. We don't have fall break. So I, it's been a long time since I've done that. I mean, we, we'll go down for Thanksgiving sometimes, but I don't think that's quite exactly what we're talking about here. So, you know, I summer is when I go to the beach, uh, but I do love a good fall beach trip as well. Yeah, it's just it's cheaper and um, it's not as hot. Yeah. All right. I don't have the soundboard, but no one complained. So it's time for coaches. Although not uh, not over under this week, it's going to be a little mixed up. But so for the bye week, coaches sent us over something a little a little special, a little different. Coaches bye week, either ors. So, John, you have to pick whether you're going to do – like, which one do you prefer? So, <laughs> okay. first up, do you prefer the apple orchard or the pumpkin patch? Uh, well, again, I, I feel like I have a baked-in answer here because we've already been to the pumpkin patch. We have not been to the apple orchard. From what I understand, the apple orchard is actually a little barren uh, right now, but um, okay. pumpkin, pa- pumpkin patch for me. Okay. I – I think I do prefer the apple orchard because uh, in North Carolina, that's what we do, tend to do in the fall. We used to do that actually on the bye week, um, but this weekend with the kids, both in plays, we, we won't be doing that. But I do love a good apple orchard. However, I will say there was one time many, many years ago, I think it was 2007, and I know I've told you about this, John, when I went to the pumpkin patch, when this was when Ella was like one uh, uh-huh. and a half or something, and we went on a hayride at the pumpkin patch. And who was on the hay ride with us? Veron Hans. It was Veron Hans. It was hilarious. And I think <laughs> I, I think Justice actually was with him, I, I believe. So, but at any rate, uh, so that was a good time. So I was once, once, once again, you failed us when recruiting Jim. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, I, I still I still crack up about how he introduced himself. Hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm the guy that did that that play, that famous said, play in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, he was like he said. He said, "Hey, I'm Veron Haynes. I caught that pass at Tennessee." <laughs> yeah, really- yeah, I know. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. It was pretty funny. Um, all right, I digress. I took us off the rails. Uh, okay, next up, uh, by week either or, would you rather go to a wedding or a gender reveal? A wedding, a thousand percent. <laughs> I've never been to a gender reveal, so I guess I'm gonna have to say wedding too. Did you guys never do a gender reveal with either of your daughters? No, those weren't. It wasn't a thing yet. No, it was absolutely a thing. I think you're just. Yeah. Cause I have I have a daughter that's as old as your oldest, so I know it was a thing because we did it with one <laughs> of them. And Carter was a Carter for sure was a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it didn't exist back then. <laughs> I, I, I say weddings for the for the open bar. Right. Well, even though it's a bye week, they still got to have a TV. But I'll still go with that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, cabin in the mountains or house at the beach on the bye week. On the bye week, uh, it's yeah. a house on the beach for sure. Mm. I think I'm gonna go cabin in the mountains because I do love a nice uh, trip to Asheville on the bye week. We've done that before. I guess um, if, you throw, if you throw snow in the mountains, I'm gonna go with the cabin in the mountains. But if okay. you don't have snow in the mountains, I'm going. I'm going uh, house of the beach. Okay, fair. Uh, winery or brewery? Um, I guess I'm gonna go brewery. Brewery for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one, number one, the the brewery is better in my opinion. But then you've also got like literally every brewery now like makes their own booze, so like you, you're going to get cocktails. So fair, 
Fair. I haven't been to a one. It's been a long time since I've gone to winery. Love a good brewery. Love a good brewery. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's more my scene. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Agree. Me too. Um, let's see. Uh, binge a Netflix series or have a movie. Have a movie marathon. Mm, Netflix series for me. If you could find something, or it doesn't have to be Netflix series. Like I'll give you for instance. Uh, let's just I've say been, streaming series. We didn't clarify. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I, I've been, I've been binging the 1883 series, the Yellowstone prequel. Oh, okay. Is that good? You like it? Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. Okay. Tim, Tim McGraw is an underrated actor in that series, by the way. Okay. So we have not seen that yet. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I love, I do love movies, but there's something about binging a series that's incredible. Yeah, so yeah, I'd for agree. sure. Plus Sam Elliott's in this thing too. So I love Sam Elliott. Nice. Um, Okay. Oh, gosh, I feel like this. Well, I guess either one's okay. I felt like coach was trying to get us in trouble, but I don't think necessarily be careful with how you phrase this, John shopping with the wife or a fall family photo shoot, which would okay. you rather do on the bye weekend with, with, with apologies to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would prefer to go shopping with the wife. Okay. Um, but, um, so I will say that it, the fall family photo situation, um, I have some expertise in this arena. Yes. If you are a husband, and this is really like the, as a communicative device to all the men listening, but if you're a husband and your wife has paid a substantial amount of money as my wife, you know, I, w- I would say that my wife is, you know, on the, on the, on the high end of the experience and, you know, cost standpoint or whatever. Sure. But she does that for a reason. There's a reason that she charges those things. So yeah. um, the experience that you get is is invaluable. So if your wife has paid that money, or if you yourself have invested that money for your wife, listen to what the photographer is telling you. Don't <laughs> don't be an asshole. Sorry, Carter. I've always I've also have have always encouraged her to like buy like mini bottles of bourbon or something like that. Like figure out mm. if the husband the husband likes bourbon or something like that and like bring some mini bottles for him as like a here sir do what i tell you and you get this (laughs) instead of it's kind of like the kids get m&ms and the dads get bourbon (laughs) (laughs) right i like that i like that um okay so we are like horrible about doing family photo shoots um but i'm still gonna go with the family photo shoot and i'm gonna do that from my wife's perspective because kim hates going shopping with me Apparently Ooh. the entire family says that I'm a horrible person to shop with, which I, cause I, I can't make up my mind on anything. So you're so particular. You mean, I you, just, overthink, you, mean you overthink things? I, again, I, I've never heard of this. You're I've so shocked. This. You're so shocked right now. <laughs> yes. And it's not even that I'm picky. It's that like, I'll find like two things that I'm like, I'm like, which one do I get? And like, I can't decide. Time, time out. You're, you're, you're not picky. What? <laughs> <laughs> I call shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, you and Hunter, you and Hunter are literally like messaging each other on, hey, 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 Jim, check out this jacket. Oh man, I would love that if this color was a little bit different and that logo was a little bit to the left. Like, uh, okay, fair, fair. You got me. You got me. <laughs> okay, true. My true. friend, my friend, I love you, but you are very particular. <laughs> and my, I, I, I'm that way too. My, my, my family uh, says that I'm, I'm horrible to shop for as well. Uh, awesome. Okay. So we're, we're saying family photo shoot. Oh, wait, you actually said shopping. Uh, I'm saying, shopping. I'm saying photo shoot to save my family from having to. Also, if I go shopping with the wife, I'm assuming that means no kids and I'm all for that. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> 
Oh, so yeah, so that is so it is a bit of a date. Kim still doesn't Kim still doesn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see, golf outing or trail hike? It's for me, it's golf outing, but uh, I, I would say I would say golf outing. Even though I'm not a golfer, I would borrow some clubs or whatever. But like, I I think that 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 scenario sounds more appealing than doing a trail hike. Depends on where we're going. When I see trail hike, I don't think like family hike through the woods. Cause like that's, you know, that I would put up there. Cause like getting to do some of the whole family, but like trail hike, I know my kids are totally out, you know, kind of thing. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd... I mean, like if you're going to like a, a waterfall or something like that, like I could, I right. could get on board. Right. Or if we're, if we're hiking to, you know, like Yosemite or something like that, I would definitely that's take true. the trail, trail that's hike. True. True. Okay. Fair. Um, all right. Let's do some rapid, rapid fire. Which bourbon would you rather have? Rapid fire. All right. This, this is going to be easy. I feel like. Okay. Woodford or maker's mark. Maker's mark. Same. Uh, Elijah Craig or old forester. Old forester. Like not even close. Okay. Agreed. I actually haven't had Elijah Craig. Um, let's see. Weller special reserve or Weller antique 107. This may surprise some folks, but Weller Special Reserve. Mm. See, I've only had the Antique 107 once, so it's hard for me to say definitively. I, it was amazing, um, but I'll go Special Reserve as well, I guess. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is going to kill me because I've had these either. Old Elk Sherry Cask or Old Elk Port Cask? I actually have not had the Port Cask, so I can't answer this question. So okay. I, own, I own the Sherry Cask. It's pretty good. I feel like the Port Cask I may enjoy better, but that's just okay. my gut instinct. Okay. I haven't, either. I haven't had either, so I can't answer. Um, Henry McKenna, Bottle and Bond, or 1792 Single Barrel? Single Barrel. Okay. Angels Envy or Buffalo Trace? Did you answer that one? I haven't had either of those. So I didn't answer. Sorry. You haven't had McKenna? Mm-mm. Not Henry, yeah. not Bottled and Bond. And I've, I've got the 10 year. Is that different or is it the same thing? No, that's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I still have it. I still have, I still haven't opened it. The I should green, open it. I should open it tonight. Green, it's got a green label on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that. Okay. I yeah. just haven't opened it. It's sitting on the, on the shelf. Ay, ay, ay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Angels. Angels. Single barrel. Okay. Angels Envy or Buffalo Trace? Angels Envy. Sorry, Buffalo mm, Trace. Man, yeah, no, I know. I, I picked Buffalo Trace as my number one, so I'm going to go stick with Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. I will say Angels Envy is excellent. I really do I'll like throw, it. I'll throw, I'll throw a clarifying statement on this. Mm. If, it's a Buffalo, if it's a Buffalo Trace store pick, mm. I, I, might, I might go with a store pick. Okay. And then Eagle Rare or Blanton's? Eagle Rare. Blanton's is the most overrated bourbon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Okay, I, that makes me feel better because I haven't had it, and so I, I will go with the Eagle Rare. I've, but like I said, I got that recently. Um, we didn't have it before, but I actually got my own first bottle like that I have at my house recently. So definitely enjoying it. Bobby's Bobby's probably screaming at me through the through the <laughs> through the back. <podcast. laughs> Bobby has like all he can like spell Blanton's with the little horses. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, I I'm an Eagle Rare guy myself. I just bought one the other day, so I'm good. Nice. I got my backup bottle for it. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, that was it. Thank you, Coach. Uh, that was fun. Thank you for the bi week either ors. That was, that was a good time. That was super fun. I, I like. I like the. Those are. Those are good. Those are good. Like you basically like ran down like a a number of like 
of the heavy hitters. I think we all we mentioned them all earlier. Like we mentioned Willard, we mentioned Makers, Mark Old Forrester, Angels Envy, Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, yeah. Blanton. Like I, I thought were, his his activities were good too because we hit the debate on a couple of them. Those were good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good job. Way to be, Coach. Way to be. Good job, Corch. I know. Uh, I know. My I know. My dad said he he had a good talk with Coach uh, Vanderbilt game. So um, sorry, I missed that. But I'll be, I'll be back for Tennessee. Um, I suppose that's it. Uh, we um, actually. So I mean, we talked about it, right. So we know what we got going on this weekend. Um, or did we talk about what you have? I know I talked about what I have going on this weekend. What do you, What do you got going on? You got you got soccer and such. Uh. Uh, we just talked. We talked about it at the beginning. Uh, Carter's going to Alabama. That's right, the Alabama. Okay, I thought. Okay, yep. Carter's yep. going to Alabama, and and I've got kids. The kids here, so Lindsay's got sessions, and so that's right. Yeah. Now I remember. Okay, sorry, it was like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Cool. All right. Well, um, that'll wrap it up. Um, so let's see housekeeping. So we'll have. Probably in that, shouldn't be too long after you're listening to this. We'll see. We'll have it out later this week, probably by Thursday. Um, our follow up with with British Bulldog about his trip, and then um, hope everyone enjoys the the bye week weekend. And then uh, after that, the, our next episode will be to to preview the Gators for the cocktail party. So, FTMF, go dogs, go dogs. <laughs>